Hey, good evening, and welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. Now your host, Ace. And Daniel Hackett was brought into Daniel Hackett was brought in to improve an offense on a team that had a good defense. Denver had a good defense last year. He was brought in to improve the offense and work with a Hall of Fame level quarterback at the time. At the time, at the time, at the time. At the time, he was considered a Hall of Fame level quarterback. Not to me, because he was still when he was in Seattle, he fell off. Patrick Mahomes second pick. Oh, you must be a little bit ahead than me then. Unless it gets unless it gets called back. I got to It might. Refs love Patrick. You guys, you guys are ahead of me. Oh, oh, y'all guys believe me now when I talk about the refs, you know, in these guys' pockets. I'm not one of these people, man. Alright. Fans fans of bad teams complain about calls. Okay? Wow. Seriously. Wow. I com- wow. No, and I'm one of I've been one of them for years. That makes sense. I've been complaining sense. about yeah, calls for years. You can see yeah. it though. That's been Malik for a while. But the thing is that at least you know who you are. Quote unquote yeah, good <laughs> teams get the pass. You can see it. They don't need to complain. You know some Patriots fans are actually starting to realize this thing now? After twenty years it was some Patriots fans I talked to or seen, they literally thought that, you know, this, this is BS that we were talking about. But then also they started to see it. Seeing what? Seeing how the rest of the court don't treat them good no more. They don't have, they don't get those treatments no more. It's not about being treated good. See, I uh, see, this is, it's, it is it's being fun. treated it's, good. No, it's, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's not about being treated good. Okay. Referees are bad. It, the refereeing is bad across the league. It has got nothing that's to do with That's what you have to do. Yeah, that's what y'all say. Referees are bad across the league until they decided to decide the game. No. Referees are bad across the league. The problem the, the game. No, they don't. They need to be fired. Refereeing is bad across the entire league. But the difference is, when you have a bad team and you're trying to win a game, you just you just want to win. That's all you want to do is win a goddamn game. And you're a but bad I'm, team, and they make a bad play, and you see a hold, and you're like, oh my god, this should have been. But when you have a good team, you don't worry about that. You know why? Because we'll get them back. Don't worry about it. We're good. Like that's the whole point. We are a good team. We'll do, you you can you can get us on a bum holding call. Oh, that's the Saints enough, who didn't get that in. penalty. Who didn't get that penalty against the Rams in twenty eighteen. So those are the same fans. It's tight. In the that NFC, you talking about in the um yeah, in the you know what I'm talking about. Right, right, that's what I'm saying. Referee, but but that's what I'm saying. But that wasn't like a that wasn't like a let's make the call for the Rams in this moment. It was like it felt like it. It's it just really like we made did. a bad call. We just did not make a good call. This actually reminds me of what Richard Sherman said before. He was like, yeah, the referee made a bad call. He's like, good, because they're going on the point system. He was like, good, I'm glad you guys are going to be in the playoffs. Because the thing is that he was telling that to the ref, because the refs need certain points to actually get into the, um, to work the playoffs or whatever. So they know when they get bad, bad calls, they, you know, they lose the points and stuff like that. That's what's going to happen if some of these refs keep calling these badass plays for KC. 
some of the most controversial raps do end up uh, rapping in the wild card round. You're, I, would, I always say the, the guys who miss the the guys who miss the most pass interference and defensive holding calls always end up in the wild card round. San Francisco 49ers fans get bad calls. Get get bad calls. They see they probably see bad calls against their team all the time. But you know why they don't worry about it? Because they're San Francisco 49ers fans, and they figure Purdy will get it done. They figure CMC will get it done. They'll figure it. They don't think about that. They're just saying like when you. This is what I mean by you when you're and again. As a Lions fan, y'all see the background. I've been a Lions fan for a very long time, so this is not me being a homer because my team's 4-1 now. Nothing to do with that. <laughs> when you are a bad team, your entire existence comes down to one or two plays. It's always one or two plays. It's not like, because we don't have the luxury of being great. Like, we don't have the luxury of having Tom freaking Brady. We just don't have that luxury. So, if we get called for a holding on third and six. When we completed the pass, like it pisses us off because we know we're not getting that back. When you got Tom Brady, you don't worry about it. You're just like, all right, we got Tom. We good. Punt the ball. Get Tom Brady the ball back. The defense is good. We're going to take care of it. When you have a bad team, everything is, is exacerbated. Everything is bigger. Everything is broader. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying, you know, so it feels like. It feels like when the Jets don't get a call against the Chiefs, it feels like the the, the refs are in the Chiefs' pot uh, in the Chiefs' pocket. But when the reality, the reality situation is, the Chiefs have Patrick freaking Mahomes. He doesn't need that call because he's Patrick freaking Mahomes. Just like oh, Mike no, the Jordan rules. I'm still I'm still remembering that last that last drive. First part, dude is holding up what's name number eleven of the Jets, holding him down, and the refs are saying right at him like, yeah, that's good hold, but I'm not calling it. It's just like it's just like with the Jordan rules, man. Michael Jordan was that good. You know, Michael Jordan was getting forty on forty. Why are we giving him a free? Don't send him to the free throw line. He's gonna get just you just go give him two free ones. He's gonna get forty. Like that's not he's gonna get forty regardless. And we're gonna lose this game. We already know this. So stop calling fouls on him. Call fouls for us. So maybe we can make the game more interesting. Because we stink. Okay, <laughs> that's the whole point. But see, Michael Jordan knew how to get his 40, though. He just had to slow, you know, just slow four, to shoot four and shots. And he knew how to get the ears of the refs and get his ass to the free throw line whenever he wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you know, I wonder how we're going to um, act, you know, in the days, maybe maybe five years from now, when AI runs the refs. Instead of the refs, you have the AIs doing it. You know what? We'll be, we'll be just as pissed. Chat be GPT or some BS. <laughs> like, <laughs> we'll be just as pissed. It'll be interesting. Um, well, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're sooner, sooner than later, we're gonna get an AI strike zone. Mm-hmm. Very soon. I think that's, I think that's happening in our lifetime. I think that's gonna happen in the next five to ten years. We're gonna get a, we're gonna get a strike zone because balls and strikes are just way too subjective. Yeah, it's baseball. so easy. Just, all you gotta do is just put a little computer thingy inside the baseball thing and just have it. Well, they can do that now. They can tell you where it is right now. They use the same technology they use in tennis to tell you whether or not it's in or out. And it's like, I love that. That's the best thing. You see the graphics on TV and stuff like that, so you already know. Yeah. Yeah. And and to me, it would make so much more sense because you put an extra umpire in the field. I don't need a... We we literally do not need an umpire behind behind the plate anymore. We don't. It's traditional. I I get it. We don't we need, need Angel. We need Angel Hernandez back there making terrible right. baseball balls. We don't need an umpire behind the <laughs> I don't know anything about baseball. I can't tell you who's winning or leading in the series. I know the Dodgers lost, and that's it. But the only thing I do know is that Angel Hernandez makes terrible calls. 
Yeah, and and, and before I don't really know the Mumbai's name, but before him, you know, there was there was always somebody. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what I'm saying. Like we don't need an umpire behind the plate. We can do everything. Put another put an extra umpire on the field. It'd be nice. I still don't get why we have refs in the middle of the field in football who basically act like an extra blocker sometimes, which is insane. Yeah, they can't get out of the way. I know, but like. Why do you just stand there? Especially on the offensive side, like you're behind the defense and it's like you're looking right at the like you need to be that close. The guy behind the quarterback can't tell you what's going on. You well they they, they watch sides. they watch the coverage, right? They they watch they watch the coverage as it's coming in. So they no, watch the sideline judges. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. They watch the coverage in the middle of the field. So they're watching for the holdings for the for the DPIs, anything in the middle of the field. Because he shows him watching that damn pass for so he did he see, yeah, I'm bringing that back up. He show up and watching that. You still Why saw me. Salty yeah, we McDonald's fries. Hell yeah, we salty the McDonald's fries and the diabetics playing. I don't give a who. We should have won that game. Look at this, look at this BS. Look at this, look at this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I you, man. I, I, look, I get it, man. I get it. Hold it, hold it forever and stuff like that. I wish my offense was like to do that. No. My offense line can't hold it. You know what happened? We lost Aaron Rodgers for the season because my offensive line couldn't hold. Oh. You know, the rest of the two flags. Salty. Salty. <laughs> we, we played by the rules and we lost Aaron Rodgers. You know, this guy can have his line open forever. All right. And we are back. Baltimore <laughs> at Tennessee. Tennessee's favor is getting four points at home. And who, who do you got? Let me see. I'm going go to go with Tennessee on this one. I think, um, what's his name? He's supposed to be a little bit injured right now. Um, Lamar Jackson, right? He's supposed to be a little bit injured right now. He's a little bit injured every week. Yeah, but the problem is, is that uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is nursing a bad ankle. He's their most short-handed receiver. There were five drops in the fourth quarter against Pittsburgh, and that's why they lost. That's you know what that I want to. Tomlin is like a magician. Goddamn, wish that guy could win the game. I don't know what okay. he does or what he did. Yeah. Okay, just had to see that score. Um, usually I'm quite I'll go against Tennessee. I'm going back to that. I decided. To went against the green last week, I believe, and I picked Tennessee, and it kind of failed on me. So I'm going to go back to Baltimore on this one. I'm going to go with the actual actual team here, and I'm going to take the under in this one. I don't think they're going to make it 41.5, 41 and a half. I don't think they're going to make that. Okay. I'm taking Baltimore. This is my first lock of the week. Um, I don't believe in Derrick Henry anymore. I'm not saying he's washed. It's just that Baltimore usually beats up on Tennessee. Tennessee's defense is playing well. Um, but I don't see them having a chance to win the AFC South. I think it's still Trevor Lawrence and those guys. And I'm taking Baltimore, heavily. And I'm taking the over. They're going to score a bunch of points. People are going to make their catches. Two tight end sets. They're going to get it done. And you said you're locking this one in? That is correct. First lock. Off time. <laughs> um, <clears throat> slight lean toward the Titans here. Uh, in terms of the points, this is the first. This is an, another London game, by the way. Um, Baltimore, mm. Baltimore flew. So you know, Baltimore obviously learned from the mistakes of the Buffalo Bills from last week, and they flew over on Monday um, to get over the jet lag and that whole situation that appeared to you know <clears throat> hurt the Buffalo Bills' uh, ability to like you know wake up and actually you know get ready for get get ready for the game. Um, and uh, actually, Tennessee should be flying over there right now. I think they left. Uh, yeah, they left this evening. Yeah, they definitely won't lose there. Um, so 
Yeah, I think the, the interesting thing here for me is that Tennessee, Tennessee is currently what are they against the spread? They're what two and two against the spread? Yeah, two and two against the spread right now. Two and three, sorry, against the spread, and um, they they're only covering when they win. They're not covering when they lose. So if you think they're going to win this win this football game. Then you know you you could you could lay the point. But to me, they're only they don't since they're only covering on wins, and I think that they're going to lose this football game against the Baltimore Ravens team that needs to rebound after that loss uh, to Pittsburgh last week. I'm going to take Baltimore, and I will take the under in the game. Um, just feel like the, the point total is a little bit it's a little bit inflated. The last game was with 17-10. Baltimore um, lost that game, so yeah, Baltimore can can play and likes to play games you know games close to the vest. And uh, they can they can play a low scoring game, so I'll take Baltimore on the under. Speaking of London Ace, I'm kind of pissed off because last week I actually had the feeling of going the same way you did by picking the picking the Jags over the Bills. But I was like, nah, this can't happen. I was like, the Bills, you know, the Bills are gonna do their thing. But I was wrong. You was right. I should have just I should I just had the feel. I should have just kept the went towards my feelings and like, wait a minute, this team been there for a whole week. They already got adjusted. They might as well be just be, they might as well be their home team. They, they pretty much are Tottenham's home team. Um, I appreciate you recognizing how right I am. I appreciate you. Uh, I'm going to save that sound. All right, that's just, that was just one game. Come and on. play that back every week. Yeah, okay. Uh, that was just one game. <laughs> Shout out to me. I, I agree with me, too. Eh? I, agree. <laughs> <laughs> I should have kept my mouth shut. You know, whatever. Washington. <laughs> Washington at Atlanta. The Falcons are undefeated at home. Although they have not covered the spread at home, which is kind of interesting. I think Washington is going to lose this game. I do not believe in them. I do not believe in their defense. Um, the fact that Chicago can run on them that easily, which means Atlanta's a running team with Bijan and with Algier. They should be able to run and they should be able to win. This is a easy pick for me. Give me Atlanta. This is my survivor pool pick of the week. For everybody out there, you need to pick a game where Atlanta's going to win one and you can go back to like Baltimore's the KC's where I'm still saving for later. Luckily I got over with um Indianapolis last week. And who do you got? I'm gonna go the opposite way because the things that I believe in Eric the enemy over quite Ritter. So I'm gonna go I wanna take Atlanta I mean I take a Washington on this one. I'm gonna take the under in this one. I don't think this team, I don't think these teams are gonna make um forty two and a half on this. Yeah, so I'm gonna go that way. Like that I don't believe in Atlanta. They need a new quarterback. Maybe you know you did the one you drive. Malik, what do you got? H, you with the over or the under with Atlanta? Um, I'm going to go with the over. Both of these teams' defenses are bad, so they're going to score a lot of points each. High 20s, 28-21 Atlanta. I think it's going to be a clown show, but that's just me. <laughs> um, so Atlanta scored... 24, 25, 20, 23, and 21. Um, so their number always, they're, I'm sorry, six. Six was the third game. That's when they, they lost 20 to six to Detroit. Um, <clears throat> uh, so their, their number has been like anywhere inflated. It's been, it's been anywhere between 24 is their high and their low is six. So I think to me, you know, Washington's defense looked absolutely trash last week against the against the Bears. Um, I expect them to play a little bit better. I expect them to be a, to be a little bit better than this number. 
right now it is what two and a half. Um, so I expect them to I expect them to lose this game, but I expect them to keep it close keep it close enough to keep it keep it close to the number. I think Atlanta I think Atlanta wins the game maybe by three by a three spot. I'll take Atlanta, but I don't like it. I'm not locking it in. Um, Washington is again. I think Washington's a better team than they than we saw last Thursday. But if Chicago could deal team. with their pass rush, Atlanta should be able to deal with their pass rush. And Atlanta, but Arthur Smith has to hide their. Would board. you Would so. you say I was going to say? Would that's what I would say? Would you say Desmond Ritter is? I mean, uh, Justin Fields is better than Desmond Ritter. Hell yeah! Exactly. Just so like the if, second season. <laughs> ex- exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, so if Justin Fields is better, and Justin Fields destroyed Washington, he was yeah. he absolutely destroyed Washington every time yeah. Washington made made you know made moves. The problem wasn't Washington's offense. The problem was the fact that they just couldn't stop Justin Fields in the Bears' offense on the other side. I mean, Their he did throw two abysmal. picks in that game. He threw a pick early in that game. Wow! Like the defense actually played well, considering they were playing with like fifth strings. Well, the Washington defense, defense, their Bears. defense, was, their defense, yeah. Well, their defense, I'm saying, their like, defense was abysmal. I think the Sam Howell and the and the and the offense of the Washington Commanders can can get things rolling. I liked what I saw from uh from him, from Terry McLaurin, from uh Curtis Samuel. Like I like what I saw in their passing attack. They seem to have things figured out on that on that side. So Anthony, I think you're right about the enemy and the offense. I think that they're playing they're playing well, but that defense just hasn't shown up at all. Um, so if I have to pick it, I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick Atlanta. I don't want to pick this game at all. I'm going to pick Atlanta because I think two and a half points is 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 a is pretty solid for them to win by three. So I'll I'll, I'll roll I'll roll with that there. But um, I don't I don't like this. I'm not locking it in. Big coach got his job on the line. He needs to he needs his defenses. And I'll take the over because I like I think I think to Ace's point, I think like I said, I think I think this has to get over twenty points in order for Atlanta to win the game. Yeah. Twenty twenty eight twenty four Atlanta. Hear me now. Next up, we have Minnesota at Chicago. Chicago Bears are getting two and a half points at home. Minnesota is Sam's, their best player, which is Justin Jefferson. Um, they have very little on defense, and neither do the Bears. So whatever the over is, that is what I'm going to bet in this game. Bears have figured out their offense. Unfortunately, most of their running backs are hurt. I think Roshan Johnson has cleared... Um, Concussion protocol. I'm not exactly 100% on that, but I believe he got unlimited practice today, which is Thursday. Um, I think he got cleared, but he did have to keep the game and they signed up somebody else and the Dante Foreman will probably be running. But they were getting like eight, nine yards carry last week. But I'm going to be a total homer here. Give me the Bears. They're going to win two in a row. Should have been three in a row, but my coach hates field goals, so I don't know. Uh, they're at home. The weather should be a factor. It'll probably be windy. Minnesota is a dome team, so that will affect them. And they play on natural grass. So give me the Bears all day, every day. Lock the in, second line. Yeah. The Bears no beat the snout out of Minnesota. Minnesota doesn't have the number one receiver. Minnesota's struggling with the running backs. Um, Minnesota's even rumored to be training Kirk Cousins. They, they, their team is falling apart, in my opinion. So definitely give me Chicago. Give me the over. This is going to be a beatdown. Moving on to the league. Yeah, Minnesota's Minnesota's in such a bad situation recently. They were they were working out Colt McCoy this week. They were working out Colt McCoy this week. Like, Wait, seriously? Like, yeah, <clears throat> they worked out Colt McCoy this week. Colt was, McCoy was, is like that's the number one sign of tank tank. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, so 
there, there's a question. There's, if there's a question, like you don't work out your backup quarterback. If you feel like you're starting quarterback, you don't work out for a backup quarterback unless your backup is really bad. And I don't even know who their backup is. Who are they going to trade him to? Because people are saying that they need to trade him to the Jets. But like, do the Jets want to give up what Minnesota wants for him? Because I think Minnesota wants like a second round pick. And I can't <laughs> imagine the Jets getting a second round pick for him. I can see other teams doing that. I can yeah, see I Cleveland doing that, but I can't see the Jets doing that. They don't get a fifth round pick from him. Oh no, they'll get a third. He is no, good. They'll, they'll, he is good. He to me, to me, you know, the best thing is for him to go to a team that you know, has some playoff aspirations, you know, and, and is just maybe a quarterback away from from realizing that. The other thing is like he's, he's a free agent next That's he's a free agent next year. Right. <laughs> he's gonna be a free agent next year. He's so he's not under contract. And if you have if he goes to a team that already has an established quarterback or that has like if he goes to like Arizona, for instance, right? Um even though Josh Dobbins is actually playing pretty well. If he goes to Arizona, you know they have some some ideas about potentially being in the quarterback market next year. If you know, and even if, and even if they decide not to do that, they still have Kyler Murray under contract for you know for the foreseeable future. So I don't know. I honestly don't know where it makes sense. I don't think he should go to New York either, unless for, unless for, for some reason the Jets feel like you know they still have the the inside track on a wild card spot or on the on the division. They do. I don't, think, I don't think. Actually, actually, if you look at the Jets schedule after Philadelphia, it's an easy road. But yeah, I will be, say, yeah, be the, honest. Do you they think don't Kirk call Cousins them the New York Jets until they have a winning record, so but, until they but, get five hundred Jersey Jets. But and be honest, do you think Kirk Cousins makes makes the Jets better than Buffalo or no. Miami? No. Exactly. I already. So, I, I don't. I personally don't want him, but they've been talking about him like crazy in New York. But I I agree with you. Yeah. But him not coming to New York, I don't see him making the Jets that much better. In the short term, this year, I understand because you, you're not—that's the whole point. You're not trading for Kirk Cousins for long term. Really? You're not signing into a, an extension, right? So if you're trading for him for this year, yeah. then he's got to be going to a team that he can actually win with. So maybe there's a team that loses Washington. a quarterback or something like that. Maybe there's a team that yeah that, that sees themselves as potentially being in the mix, and they Tennessee. lose their they lose their quarterback. Maybe that's no, I that's. Go, an I want to go with Tennessee. I want to go to Tennessee. They got too many quarterbacks just sitting there. And New England. Nah, because Cleveland. you know what? If they want to win, they'll they'll get rid of Tannehill. They'll be like, uh, kick rocks. You, you, you forgot who's behind Tannehill. Tannehill is sneaky old. Yeah, a rookie and Malik Willis. And we saw Malik Willis play last Malik, year. They were like, Malik Willis, just, Malik, and they, wait, Malik Willis was just a rookie last year. They saw Malik Willis play and they drafted another quarterback. <laughs> so, I no, like, no matter like, what like, I think, their GM is like, Maybe not so fast. Like, don't, man, don't what buy a house yet, just yet. But what about the team that we just talked about in the last game? What about Atlanta? Like Atlanta could Atlanta could yeah, legitimately Atlanta decide that you know what Desmond Ritter is. We don't believe Desmond Ritter is going to get it done. We need to bring in a quarterback that can, that can help us. My whole point is like you're either trading for, you're either trading for Kirk Cousins if you think that you've got a shot this year, or you want to sign him to an extension. Because the yeah, other part is Kirk Cousins has a no trade clause Kirk, in his contract. Kirk, I, was to, I was about to bring that up. He has no trade he clause. He would fit in in Atlanta. <laughs> So he has to, yeah. He has to. He has to approve wherever he's going to go. He's as swaggerless as Matt Ryan is, so that'll be perfect. Yeah, swaggerless in that role. You got, you got to know his personality. He's more of a family man type of thing behind the scenes. So he's he's not going to want he's not going to want to just move from one place for one year. Listen, he can move out to Gwinnett County. He can go join a mega church there. He'll be fine. They'll (laughs) they'll find a place for him in in the Atlanta area. 
That's what I'm saying. Orlando be, Orlando be a good spot. I, hate to I say can't imagine him and Bijan going to be hanging out in the same place, but like he will fit into Jordan. He's perfect. I hate a lot to say of them shot the too. Orlando, New England would be a good spot, too. Just like Arthur Malik brought that up. He looks so like he every other that. dude in New England. So, yes, that would make sense. But It makes, it makes perfect sense for him. Getting to the game, I, you know, I didn't get a chance to pick the game. To get into the game, I'm I'm rolling with you guys. We're sweeping this. It's Chicago. I'm taking Chicago because they're getting points. Um, if they were giving points here, I'd probably be taking Minnesota. I think it's going to be a really close game, and I think Chicago can either win this game or win this game outright, or you know, or or come come close within the number. So I see no reason why Minnesota is favored here. To me, I, see. Here's, I know why we have no I, defense. But Minnesota hasn't played great defense at all this year either, That's and they just lost good. their best target, right? So Our to starters me, are on to me, there's no. To me, this should be a pick. If if anything, this should be a pick. Based on based on how both oh, teams yeah. have played, they're both one, one and four. Yeah. Right, they're both one and four. Minnesota's paper, Minnesota's just lost all of their you know like forty percent of their of their offensive production, you know, and Chicago has looked has looked better over the last couple of weeks, even though you know being one and one in those situations. So to me, this should be a pick So therefore, the fact that they the fact that somebody's getting three. This makes no sense to me. Give me the Bears and I'll take the over. They might be putting them there like that because Minnesota might be on paper look to them looking good. But I just I do want to bring it back to the Kirk Cousins thing one before we move on to the next song, the next game. Going to Washington is definitely a no no. You think he's gonna to want to come back to Washington, the team that drafted him? Well, the owner isn't there, so yeah, he would love to rub it in Dan Snyder's face. He'll go back to who pays him. He would love to. We know we know that we know that Kirk Cousins loves his money. <laughs> yeah, Kirk, listen. <laughs> Kirk Cousins got seventy million dollars from them. They should have signed him, but the GM and the and the the owner Dan Snyder times like we're not doing this. And you think to their story? feel good. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm coming home type of thing. I don't know. If, I don't know if Washington. Yeah, I don't know if the Washington um, Commanders really want to be good because if you're good, then you lose out on the five quarterbacks. That are potentially coming out this year, like. But the thing is that, it's, but the thing is that these quarterbacks coming out, they have potential, just like you said, potential. This, they're you, you, you they're all that. better than Sam Howell. Yeah, they're all better. Than, we we think they're. And they're than all Sam. over a decade no. younger than uh, Kirk Cousins, just sneaky know, old thirty-five. It, it's, it's wrong to actually say they're better than Sam Howell. You don't know how to. No, 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 no. You no, heard yes. you heard it here first. Ace Liebert is saying that. Sam Howell is not as good as the five guys that are currently in college, including the guy who's the quarterback at North Carolina, Drake. Yes, I do. We, I guarantee you. We do not know that. Oh, no, I do. do I'm an expert. We really don't know that. I'm an they expert. Have, they, they have not I'm a football aficionado. <laughs> but anyway, I'll put, put Kirk Cousins on, 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 on Washington. All right. Get one, one of those young guys in this baby the second round to be his backup. Tennessee makes more sense. They'll trade them, um, Malik Willis, and they can, you know, go. I wouldn't want to go to Tennessee. Just a plug and play, the same BS offense. I'm going to go to Eric Enemy. He has a healthy, he has a good, he has a star running back, and he has a healthy, um, DeAndre Hopkins. They can win a better defense in a sorry yeah, division. You trying to say that Washington doesn't actually have good pieces around him? Washington has a good defensive line. They have terrible corners and safeties. And, I'm um, talking about the offense. No. I don't think Brian Robinson's very good. I, don't, I think he's an okay running back. He's but the thing another is that, random Alabama running back. But the thing is that you got you got Eric. Like I keep I keep bringing him up, Eric Bieniemy. You got Eric. He's not the head coach yet. If he was the head coach, doesn't, I would have more doesn't matter. He's the head coach. He knows what he's doing. Oh lord. I, I just, we, do we actually know who's, who runs Tennessee? 
Tennessee. Yeah, I know who runs Tennessee. It's um Vrabel. Mikey Vrabel. No, no, I'm talking about the offense. I have no idea who their OC is. Yeah, that's my point. That's my point. I think the offense is run by Tannehill, which is why they're so bad. Uh, we have Seattle going to Cincinnati. Cincinnati got a really good win at Arizona. You know, I took Arizona. I had too much faith in them. Seattle again, three points on the road. Um, supposed to be some pretty mediocre weather through the middle of the country. A little bit of rain, kind of cold. But, um, Ant, what do you got? Well, I'm definitely not going to go with Cincinnati. I don't believe in them. I'm going with Gino in Seattle. Give me that and give me the over. They might be point, they might be the away team, but I think they still can um, pull it out until falls until uh, what's the name comes back as a quarterback to how he was last year the year before. I'm gonna go with Seattle on this one. Seattle is two and zero on the road against the spread. The Cincinnati Bengals are zero one and one against the spread at home this season. They won in Arizona. They have played terrible at home. It is a slow start. T. Higgins still may or may not play. And Seattle has a pretty good secondary. Not say they can stop Jamar Chase, but I'm pretty sure he's not going to have another two or three touchdowns. Joe Burrow looks to be healthier, and he hasn't re-injured the calf, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on that. Seattle seems to be fourth or fifth best team in the NFC, so I'm going to take Seattle on that one if they're getting points. Um, this line's probably going to go to two and a half, so you can get it at three or tease it up to three and a half. I would take it. Yeah, we're sweeping this. This is my first lock of the week. Ace, you mentioned that this um, <clears throat> that the weather is likely to be pretty bad this 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 uh, weekend in the middle of the country. Um, and so you trend. So you know, for that, whenever there's bad weather, um, especially with the with the Joe Burrow, who you know looked looked much better uh, last week against Arizona, but has had issues pushing the ball down the field throughout the course oh, of the season yeah. because he's playing on that. Okay. Um, because he's playing on that calf, um, playing on an injured calf. Um, so expect them to, I, I expect them to still to be, to be, to play things a little bit shorter, uh, play the game a little bit shorter and lean on the run game. And that's where I think Seattle, Seattle has the best, it has the advantage. Uh, Seattle's defense is first in the NFL in yards per rush. The Bengals are 30th. Uh, so this is a, a tale of, a tale of two strengths. So if one team has to lean on the run, if both teams have to lean on the run game in order to move the ball down the field, I feel more uh, more confident in the combination of Ken Walker, Zach Charbonnet, and the Seattle uh, Seattle offensive line. So I'm going to take the take Seattle, uh, get into three points, take Seattle, and I'll take the under as well. And uh, it's my first lock of the week. Wait, Charbonnet? He's playing for Seattle. I thought it was um, my man Walker. Yeah, I said I said Walker and Charbonnet. Oh. oh. Wait a minute, did I pick the under, right? You uh, took the over. I'm taking oh, no, I made a mistake under. No, you're already locked in. Too late. I didn't say no locking under. Oh, um, <laughs> we have San Francisco at Cleveland. Cleveland is getting six points at home. Skip. We, Next game. I can tell you who you want to know who's going to start a quarterback. You just want to pick <laughs> Deshaun Watson is not playing. Starting quarterback. <laughs> so, so we want to skip. Let's start. The starting quarterback for Cleveland is um, P.J. Walker, formerly of the Bears, formerly of Carolina. Last year, got him about, Ooh. I think, four of those uh, four of those six wins they got the last half of the season. Ooh. After they traded, hmm, after they traded Baker, P.J. Ooh. Walker, former XFL, USFL star. Did he University play for? He, didn't he play with Carolina last week? Last year? That's exactly what I just said. Yeah, yeah sorry about that. Okay, it's okay. 
just can tell nobody's listening. Go ahead, Andy. Make your pick, Mr. I'm going to pick the team that doesn't have, have um, TJ Walker or whatever his name is. So I'm going to go with them. <laughs> taking, taking the over in this one because they're going to beat snot out of Just because. I, on the other hand, I'm going to pick the best defense in the league, which is best defense in the AFC, which is Cleveland. Cleveland is 2-2. Yeah, okay. Two two. okay. They still have uh, Miles Garrett. Who's a better defensive end than Joey Bosa? Right? Joey Bosa is on San Francisco, or is that Nick? Keep forgetting Nick. Nick. He's better than Nick. Um, hope Nick hears this. When him hears this. Miles Garrett is better than you. He was better than you at um, Ohio State, even though he didn't go there. I don't even believe he went to Ohio State. But he's better than you. San Francisco was one and one against the spread on the road. Cleveland is two and one at home. I'm going with Cleveland to cover. Oh wait, this line is moving up to I see it at eight and a half on some sports books. So yeah. if you can get it at that, I would take it at that. It's an easy pick. Actually, mm-hmm. I'm gonna lock this in as my second line of the week. Go ahead, move. Yeah, so Cleveland Cleveland is six, closed at six on Wednesday, and that was before the news of Deshaun Watson not playing, and it's moved. So that's why it's moved to eight and a half across most books. Um, so if you locked, if you were able to lock it in at six yesterday, I think that that's a really good number, um, to lock in on with, uh, with, with San Francisco. Um, I'll take San Francisco. Uh, I'm, I'm going to roll with you and I'll take San Francisco. I think they could, I think they continue rolling here. Both defenses are, are, are definitely good. And AC, we, we talked about this in the last game. Um, not going to have the, um, not going to have great weather likely in Ohio. And so, again, leaving on the running game, and who has the better running back in the situation? It's clearly the San Francisco 49ers. Um, they're, they're, they're the better running team. They have the better offensive line. And not entirely sure if Jerome Ford's actually going to play. So so Cleveland well, might actually play. be down to their third. Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland will probably be mixing in and out their running back situation, trying to help P.J. Walker out the best they possibly can. I don't see it. I don't see it getting getting really good for them uh, in this situation. So I'm going to take San Francisco, and I'm locking this as my second lock of the week. And, oh, and the under. Yeah, he's playing. Um, Elijah Mitchell missed practice with the injury, but for the most part, Cleveland is healthy because they're coming off of a bye week. So Jerome Ford is how healthy he'll be. I don't know, but he's expected to play. Um, next up, we have Miami Dolphins. Hosting the Carolina Panthers. Carolina is getting 13 and a half points. This is the largest, no, second largest spread this week. Um, I have not seen it go up. I don't know <laughs> any injuries. You skipped a couple yeah. of games, please. Well, I think he's looking at it on Yahoo. That's fine. And we are at Carolina going to Miami. Carolina's getting 13 and a half points. Um, Carolina has not covered one game against the spread. They are 0 and 5. They finished to get a punch. So, Carolina's not going to cover this spread, and they're definitely not going to win this game. Teams that are 14 point favorites of, since 2017, I read, win the game 86% of the time. So, if you think that Carolina Panthers are going to be that 14%, that one out of, you know, 10 teams or 
one out of 30 teams versus two out of 30 teams that win the year. Good luck on that. I would not be betting on that, but uh, it's your money to throw. Give me Miami. I'm locking this in as my third lock of the week. I do not see a way in which Carolina that's just my opinion. Even though Shane is not playing, um, Waddle is healthy, Tyree Kill is healthy, the whole team is healthy, and, and Carolina's defense is not shown to be able to stop Carolina is racing to get number one picks and they can give it to the Bears. Give me um, Miami. Give me the over because the thing is that they might um, Miami might actually try to get that 70 points again. Never know. So just give me the over just, just to lock it in. And just make this my first lock of the week. And speaking of that, and no matter, I just realized, no matter how many games the Bears win, like, if they go on and win seven or eight games this season, or even nine, right, whatever they get between six and six and ten wins or six and nine wins, mm-hmm. they can still get the number one overall pick if Carolina's terrible, which means they're still put in a decision, do we trade Justin Fields, even though he's improved and shown that we can win games and we win double or more games than we won last year. Right. What do you so, do with that first overall pick, which is kind of wild, right? And I'm, I'm going to talk this to you because you was talking about Mr. Kyle's guru and stuff like that. Yeah. You, you think you think what's the name is better than Justin Fields right now? So you you know you're preparing quarterbacks that haven't gone into the NFL yet. By what's his name? I'm going to assume you're going to say Caleb hey, Williams. Yes. Caleb Williams is shorter, but he's a better passer. He's not as good a runner at all. But he's a better no, passer. I'm talking he's about a better overall player. quarterback. Who you no. who you trust more? Take out to the promised land. I trust Fields more because he's been in the league and he's seen NFL. Oh, But you got to understand, that. Sam Howell and Desmond Ritter have shown me so little that I would replace them immediately. I feel like you got to go. All right. We'll see what happens. If we're Atlanta and we have a top five pick. We're getting a quarterback this time. All I know is Cable is supposed to be the just next generation type of thing. Generational thingy, whatever. We'll see. He's six foot one or six feet and a half, and he's but he's built like a running back. He's like two twenty, so he's big enough to take handle the hits in the NFL. But it's more the fact that he's a he is the best passing quarterback the NFL has seen since. To be honest, Ace, this is not he's a he's a new dual threat. This is my honest opinion. I'll keep Justin Fields, just like you say, and I'll trade that number one pick out. Try to get a try to get an offensive line doing one of those picks and get what's name Harrison Jr. It's also resetting. I hear you. It's also resetting the clock in terms of like when you got paid. Right. That's that's what they'll be thinking about. But I'm thinking about building that, that team. Get the offensive I'd rather Build keep Fields because we already got. It. But it, it, I could see how they could make the argument have to make sense. Yeah. Um. And did you make oh. the pick? Oh, yeah, we, we, oh, you, we, you we, did. We talk about, yeah, we talked about the blowout team. No, that, yeah. That was, I, I would actually say skip. And I'm going to take the under on this one. Yeah. 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 Over. Yeah, both of you picked Miami. The over under right now is forty seven and a half. Um, I'm gonna take the over. I, I think the over hits here. I watched Carolina. You know, Carolina played Detroit last week, and uh, I watched Carolina get get a backdoor cover uh, of the over um, against the Lions last week. Um, you know, they just by scoring some gar- a couple of garbage touchdowns at the end of the game. Um, <laughs> and so I definitely think that that could happen here against against Miami. Miami's defense is not. Um, it's, it's not like the scariest defense out there. Uh, in, in the NFL. Um, they don't, they don't get after the, get after the rusher, get after the, 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 the quarterback as well as some of the teams that Carolina's already played. So I think Carolina can definitely cover the number and keep it, keep it within, within the, 
uh, the 13 and a half, um, or at least get a backdoor cover, uh, backdoor cover in that regard. So I'm going to take Carolina. I like Carolina here, um, getting the, getting the points. I just, I want to take the points on this situation. I think the, um, the loss of, uh, HN, um, is huge. Uh, he meant, he had meant, he meant a lot to the scoring uh, capabilities of this, of this offense. And, um, there's, there's definitely a reason why as soon as he got healthy, the, uh, the carries, the number of snaps and the number of, uh, opportunities that, um, Raheem Mostert got went down exponentially, partially because, you know, you probably want to keep Raheem Mostert healthy since he has a record. He's a track record of getting injured. Um, so you want to keep him around. And keep him fresh, but uh, having to go back to him probably, you know, stalls his offense out a little bit. Carolina's still very young on the defensive side of the football, very young across the entire across the entire team. But I think Frank Reich and that offense is is, is going to be good enough to, at the very least, keep it within thirteen and a half numbers. So I'm not I'm not locking this in by any means, but I'm going to take Carolina in the over. All right. Next up, we have Indianapolis Colts at Jacksonville Jaguars. Colts are four points. Gardner Minishu is going to be playing because their star with the QB is out with a AC joint. And who do you got? I'm still going to take Indianapolis in this. It's kind of weird, but I just, I just thought about this in the last second that Jacksonville is actually coming back from Monday now. So this is going to be the reverse, reverse the um, jet lag type of situation. This is going to be a close game, but I'm going to take Indianapolis in this one. I feel that they pull it out. And Gardner Minshew actually kind of played. Last kind of played good last week. I will actually like to have him as my back backup in my team, or even going to give him a chance to be a starter. You never know. Just you know for that. But anyway, I'm going to take Indianapolis and give me the under in this one. You want the shoe on your team? You want Minishu? Really? <laughs> really? I'm kind of surprised by that. Um, I'm I'm kind of surprised myself, but last week Sunday I kind of I got um gained a little bit of respect for this guy. So, the mullet, huh? You like the mullet? No, not the mullet. It's, it's about it's about his playing, it's about him actually playing quarterback. He actually he actually belongs in the NFL. So give I'll give him his give him his props, and I think he can maybe actually can pull it off. Well, Washington State legend, shout out to him. Um, I'm taking Jacksonville. They are undefeated in England, and they will be undefeated against Indianapolis Colts. They're going to cover this number. They're going to win by seven. Unless they're Jonathan Taylor back to has... the United States? Correct, yes. Yeah, so they're not going to be in the game. Oh, okay. Um, fair point. Maybe the jet lag will affect them. They'll be too sleepy. That's, that's what, hey, it happens. Don't know. But um, unless Jonathan Taylor has an amazing game to help me in fantasy football, I would love that. But I don't see that happening with Gardner Minshew. The wide receiver, like, Calvin Ridley is playing great for Jacksonville, so that was a great pickup to wait for him. I had to see Jacksonville being able to win this game at home and advance with that picture. And this will allow them to like cement the divisional way. Go ahead. Um Yeah, I'm rolling with Jacksonville as well here. They're the better team. Um they're healthier at this moment, even though Zay Jones is gonna be is likely gonna be out this game. He was a, a big um contributor uh on the team. Earlier in the week, came back last week, scored a touchdown against Buffalo, and now he's out again, uh, unfortunately. Um, but they are still the healthier team because they're, they have their quarterback and, and the Indianapolis Colts don't. It's a revenge game for Gardner Minshew. Of course, he played his first, I think, two or three seasons in Jacksonville. 
um, before moving on to Philadelphia and now to now to Indianapolis. Um, there was a time when Gardner Minshew was the um, you know was the answer uh, you know in 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 Jacksonville for them. Um, he was he was the he was he was their quarterback. He was their quarterback. He was their their starting quarterback. You know, and they they believed in him and they loved him and you know they rolled with him for at least a couple of years uh, before they found the opportunity to put themselves in in position to get uh, Trevor Lawrence. Um, Jacksonville, uh, they showed me something. Uh, they showed that they're they showed a little bit that they're turning the corner um, and they're getting back to being the the team that we saw uh, at the end of last season. Um, so getting them at three. Getting them at this number of this number of points, I think this if this game was uh, this game opened up at minus at minus five to Jacksonville, so it's come down a little bit minus four with some num- with some money going back and going towards Jacksonville. I think I think the the fans and everybody is is are are you know leaning in on on what we've seen with Jacksonville and leaning in on the fact that Indianapolis is without their quarterback. Uh, this is the second game that they played this season. Jacksonville won the first game in Indianapolis by ten points, so I don't see a reason why they can't cover this cover this number of four right now so i'll take jacksonville and i will take the over and i'm locking this in as my third lock of the week all right um how many locks of the week do i have so far uh so far you have two baltimore and miami perfect this is going to be my third i'm taking uh new orleans again new orleans is playing houston and they are giving one and a half points to houston after new orleans put the beat them down on the pats I am more sold that they are the best team in the NFC South. Um, Tampa is not going to be winning that division. It's going to be New Orleans. So give me New Orleans, and I'm going to lay those one and a half, and they are going to win. Go ahead, Andy. I'm taking Houston in this one in reverse. They're at home. They're actually a quite a gritty team. They're actually a defensive-minded team. And they're just like, they actually start to form the same personality as their coach, their head coach. So I'm going to take Houston on this one, and I'm going to actually take the under. Kind of weird, isn't it? It is. Houston. I know. I'm yeah. kind of shocked, but I need to step outside, you know, you know, visit people. So I don't want to get egged on, you know, for picking, you know. You don't you know, even live near Houston. You live in San Antonio. Yeah. Everybody there is I'm, Cowboys I'm, fans I'm, anyway. I'm, I'm an hour away from Houston. You know, I might want to go there for, for a change. You know, I've, I've been there before. Don't worry, people in Houston don't even cheer for the uh, Texans. Like, wow. Yeah. Wow. All the people I know from Houston <laughs> is like, nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm a Cowboy. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Some of them are transplants, but like they've been living there like a decade by now. It's weird stuff. There are some Houston fans out there. Yeah, Emily. Um, this is an interesting one. I mean, because the Saints, you know, on on its face, thirty four nothing looks like a huge uh, dominant performance, which it was. I mean, but I think I think that game told me more about what the Patriots are than what the what the Saints were. Um, the Saints are not thirty four points a week. You know, they're, they're not that type of team. Um, as a matter of fact, if you watch the game all the way through, um, their offense only managed for, for, for like just over four yards of play. Um, and they got six points on two negative yard drives. So like they, they, they had six points on drives where they didn't actually, you know, net any yards. Okay. So that's Houston. Yeah. Uh, no, this is, uh, New Orleans. This is, against, this is New Orleans. That's how against, good their defense was. Against yeah, New Orleans. Right. Uh, Meaning mean, that their defense gave them the ball. The defense gave them the ball. The Saints offense didn't move a yard. They actually moved back and they still scored. Um, they still scored points on that. That's so, a testament to coach. So I think the play, I think if this number to me, if, I think the Saints are the better team. Um, and the better team than Houston at this point. Um, and the other thing is, the other thing to note is that 
last week, that 34 points was the first time that the Saints got over 20 points in a game uh, this year. Um, so they they hadn't shown they hadn't shown the ability to score before they played New England. So if you believe that New Orleans is 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 you know uh, is a, a juggernaut offense, please pump, pump, pump the brakes a little bit here. Houston has shown the ability to score the football, um, but the only reason that I'm taking picking the Saints here is because the number is low and because um, New Orleans has been notoriously uh, good against rookie quarterbacks. I, Stroud has been on a tear. Uh, he hasn't thrown. He hasn't thrown a pick yet this year. I think that changes. I think. I think maybe the, the Saints get one um, this week. And Alvin Kamara is looking pretty good. So as long as he stays healthy and uh, Derek Carr and that offense can start to trend things in, the, in a positive direction, I think they can win this game on the road. Uh, Houston is only a five-hour drive from New Orleans, so I feel like some fans will definitely make 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 the trek over there. It's not difficult for them to uh, to get to get over there to get to that stadium. So I think this is not as much of a home game for the Houston Texans as, as one would think. And so I'll take the Saints uh, and I'll take the over in this one. Yeah, spend oh, your money going to this instead of the LSU. You have a much better chance of seeing the team. I'm actually going to make this my lock up, my second line for we'll Houston. Wow. You're, that, you, you're going against me on the locks, huh? Yeah, I'm going against you. I got to feed the back and go to Holbrook. I'm just going to replay that sound again. You were right. You were right. Let's go that next week. Uh, next up, we have Las Vegas hosting the New England Patriots, who are only getting three points somehow yeah. after two 30-point losses. I do not get this. It's the same team, but it really shows how bad people think Las Vegas is, even though they won last week. They have two wins. Um, I guess this could be a revenge game for the coach. I don't know. Um, I have no idea who's going to win this game. I'm not betting this game, but I will bet is the under. Whatever the number is, take the under. It will happen. This game will not go over. It will definitely be under. I guarantee that. And who do you get? This teacher versus Patty one over here. Both teams suck. I don't really care. So I'm, take, I'm taking Vegas. And I'm going to take the under. I don't really care about who. You know, you can take, take my pick, wipe it, wipe it behind with it, and flush it down the toilet. I'm not even bottle rocking the same. Thank you for that astute and uh, learned breakdown of this game. I appreciate that. That's why we come to you for your expertise. That's that's right. That magic eight ball I have. Give me the New England Patriots of this one. I'll take those three points. Vegas is bad. Uh, they're bad. They won that game on uh, was it Monday Night Football, which I still don't know how you got a Monday Night Football game, but give me New England or Sunday Night Football. No, Monday Night Football. Give me New England. I am not scared of Vegas. They have uh, Max Crosby. He's a great pass rusher. New England's offensive line is very beat up. But, I mean, somebody's going to step up because Bill Belichick will cut you. We'll be in the XFL next year because uh, they're not playing these games for people. He will have the defense at this point. Man. I can't speak to the offense. That is the worst I've seen the past play since I've been up here. Saying a lot, but he's failed him as a GM in terms of putting talent around. Juju Smith Schuster is pretty bad. Jacoby Myers may have a point to prove because they don't want to pay him, they pay Juju. Um, Kendrick Bourne may go off, who knows? Well, they have Ezekiel Elliott. Josh Jacobs played okay last week. Damian Williams? No, Stevenson. Ramondre? Ramondre, whatever his name is. Ramondre. He used to be good until, you know, Bill Belichick got his hands on him. He started sucking every year. Wow. He's always been there. I think they drafted him, actually. 
but I'm taking New England just on the fact that they get points. So take the under in this game. Yeah, Ace, you're right. The number is the under is the best play here. Um, this is a game that's just just not really watchable, and I don't think this is a revenge game for for Josh McDaniels because he should be praising, he should he should be worshiping the ground Bill Belichick walks on because Bill Belichick is the reason why he's gotten two jobs in the NFL. Um, he's also he's also the reason Bill Belichick is also the reason why Jimmy Garoppolo is a starting quarterback in the NFL because everybody you know everybody just believes that you know Jimmy Bill Belichick must have known something. Look, the, the Patriots can't get any worse. This was that was last week. The last two weeks are the worst that they have looked in the Bill Belichick era. Maybe not in the Patriots era because if, I, yeah. I think we're we're all old enough to to remember when the Patriots were dog trash. Like, like, yeah, like, I like love we, we, remember, 90s, yeah. we remember we remember those days um, before the before you know. Before Curtis Martin and Bill Parcells and all of that stuff, and then in between that that era and then the era when um uh when Belichick and, and Brady got there, the Patriots were horrible and and they're headed back there and they were as bad as they were, they weren't as bad as the last two weeks. That's the, that's the crazy thing. They have the they 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 lost by thirty five points, which was the worst lost in the worst loss in franchise history. And then they lost really? by thirty. Yeah, it was the thirty-five point loss to Dallas was the worst loss in franchise history in the regular season, not not in the playoffs. I don't know if I don't even know if the playoffs the playoffs got it, but in the playoffs, was, I know what it is. It was against the Bears. We beat them 56, 46 to ten in the Super Bowl. Okay, so that's thirty-six. So yeah, so so the worst loss in franchise history, uh, regular season loss in franchise history, was the thirty thirty-eight to three loss that they got from Dallas, and then the worst home loss in franchise history was the thirty-four to nothing loss that they had that they had against New Orleans the following week. So they can't get any worse. Um, this is the perfect, <laughs> this is the perfect, perfect, perfect situation for them to, for them to run into. Bill Belichick knows, uh, he he knows. Josh McDaniels, he knows that the offensive scheme. Probably Josh McDaniels probably literally took that offensive scheme directly from from New England and brought it over to Vegas, and he knows Jimmy Garoppolo pretty damn well too. Yeah, he can't stop him. They can't stop nobody. The Ra- the Raiders won last week. Um, the Raiders won won last week against against Green Bay. There they won last week by scoring seventeen points. They're high. This year, their point total high in five games this year. The most amount of points they scored this year is eighteen. That's the most. That's That's the most. They have not scored. They have not scored twenty points yet in 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 a game this so far this season. This offense is putrid. It's horrible. It's dog water, and I really feel bad for uh for Devontae Adams for having to having to live through this situation. Um. I'm going to take New England as well because they're at the very least neither team can score, but one of them is getting some points. So guess what? I'm going to take New England to just to just just do just enough to keep this game uh, to either keep this game close or win outright. So give me New England in the under. Actually, you know what? I'm going to make this my lock of the week, my third lock because I'm, I believe in the hat trick. But like you, I believe in the hat trick. It's going to happen. <laughs> New England is going to pull, pull the hat trick. <laughs> how, how the mighty have fallen, Ant? Because because two weeks ago. We heard you talking about how I heard you because I wasn't even on the show. I, it was last week. I wasn't even on the show last yeah. week. But I listened to the show last week and heard you wax poetic about how great Bill Belichick is, a co- is, is as a coach and how much the Patriots <laughs> just just worked and, and orchestrated their system to you know they were a different team every single week and this that and the third and I watched yeah, them was, and I watched the them thing. on Sunday and they lost thirty four to nothing and I watched them and I said I wonder what Anthony's thinking now because he's probably happy. <laughs> that they're that they're getting the, that they're getting the doors blown off of them, 
But it completely but, invalidates everything he said about Bill Belichick because he couldn't no, come up. He couldn't come up with a game plan. He couldn't come up with a Madden game plan to beat the Saints last week. It just wouldn't, wouldn't have worked. The thing is that I was explaining how they used to be. They, 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 but yes, I still thought that it was going to be the same way coming into last week's Sunday because they was like that. They would change up things on offense and defense every single week. But yeah, that team is dead, gone, long gone. You know, Bill Who's Belichick gone? is who we thought he was. He just doesn't have Tom Brady anymore. Or Gronk. <laughs> or anybody else. Matt yeah, Judon was the best player he had. He, he, he lost him for, he lost him already. So, that's it. Yeah, that, yeah now he got some, what's his name? Matt Jones in a bag of biscuits. You so, turn around <laughs> and begging for Ezekiel Elliott to save you. Like, that's a problem. That's a problem. You should have <laughs> gave, should have gave DeAndre Hopkins that money. DeAndre Hopkins would have, would have, would have been a New England Patriot if y'all would have paid him. You know, that, that makes no sense. You, you rather pay Ezekiel Elliott, the running back, instead of paying DeAndre Hopkins, who's a number one receiver, that he, you know, he would be back right now than, what's his name, TikTok, um, dude, oh, um, what's his name? Juju? Yeah, Juju, yeah, TikTok. <laughs> he would be back right now. Horrible, horrible, horrible. You could actually make Juju look better if you had, um, Hopkins in there. I feel hey. bad for Max Crosby. Max Crosby, come to the Detroit Lions. We could use somebody on the other side. <laughs> you and you and Aiden, oh my God, that would be so beautiful. Let's go. That team definitely needs to um, rip that. They need to rip that team down and start all over again. But I don't know if Bill Belichick will have the chance to. He's actually starting. To, he's starting to actually get close, close to other coaches right now, where he can actually get fired. I'm surprised they didn't get rid of him as a GM yet. You know, actually get a real GM in there. Well, what he should what he should do is what Bill Belichick should do is he should retire from he should retire from the Patriots. Get hired by the Raiders and then make make Josh McDaniels his uh, his OC again because Josh McDaniels can't run a team, but he could he could he could offensive coordinate the hell out of it. So Bill Belichick should go get hired by the Raiders and then demote Josh McDaniels to offensive coordinator, and then things will be back to normal. But guess who will be his boss? Who uh, Davis? No, was who's a minor over there? Who? Tom Brady. Oh, Tom Brady. Oh, that's right. And then Tom Brady is his. Bo- Oh man, this is this would be great. Make it happen. Make it happen, NFL. Oh, that'd be so awesome. <laughs> Keegan Michael Key, right into the script. <laughs> oh, if that actually happens, we, we gotta come back. To, we gotta come back to this episode just to hear us laugh about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Tom Brady at the boss. Josh McDaniels is the coordinator. Then you have, what's the name? He's going to be the OC because he's sure not going to be the coach anymore. Drop low. Sooner or later, he's going to have to just give himself to OC or quarterback coach. <laughs> Quarterback's you know? coach. Make him the quarterback <laughs> coach. Just just put all the Patriots, all the old Patriots in New England. Just bring back Matt Patricia. Let him be the oh. DC. Oh, Brable's going to get fired sooner or later. <laughs> Brable, so that's right. That's right. Send him over there, too. Let's just bring him all over, man. <laughs> bring him all in there. It works for me. But then he can have on, what's his name, be the announcers or whatever, too. Um, what's, his, what's that dude's name? That was on NBC. Um, oh, um, um, Rodney Harrison? Yeah, Rodney Harrison. Yeah. The announcer. Yeah, he'll do it. <laughs> he'll do it. They'll all just, they'll all just stand there. They'll stand around and they'll show their rings from like, you know, however many years ago that was. Um, and then they'll talk about the fact that, that this current team is horrible. Right? <laughs> right, it'll be in Vegas. Everybody, be, everybody be fine. And all the Patriots fans will be Raiders fans. Yep. <laughs> that would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. I'd take it. 
I'll take it too. They even go have the Patriots go back to how they was back in the nineties. Like people don't remember for some strange reason. Well, actually, the younger fans don't remember, but the older fans, I know they they remember those. Mm-hmm. Exactly. As I said, I remember everybody. I remember when the Patriots were were like the laughing stock of the NFL. I remember that. That was those 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 memories are in my head. That's why I was so shocking when they became good, and then were so good for so long that people just forgot how bad they were all those all those years ago. But everybody it's, remembers that. It's funny enough that people our age and older, or whatever, for some strange reason, they, there wasn't really Patriot fans before, they, unless you actually was born born in Boston, or whatever. But also, mm-hmm. you start seeing them. You see him coming out the woodwork and all of a sudden, I'm a Patriots fan. You're like, come on now. You're not even from Boston. Exactly. <laughs> your exactly. Old was, your old ass was a Patriots fan all of a sudden. Come on now. Well, Patriots is in. Patriot, fan, Patriot fans are like Cowboy fans, you know, from the 90s. You know, Patriot fans from the 2000s are Cowboy fans from the 90s. That's what they are. They, That's they saw Tom Brady and the Patriots do all of, those, do all of that work for all of those years. And it was great. It was it was glorious. You know, it was a glorious run uh, that they went on. They won all those championships, and they have, you know, everything to play for. So, but they're feeling it now, man. They're feeling it now because Mac Jones ain't it. Sorry, fellas, Mac I'm Jones ain't my it. Team. My team might not be all that, but I'm sticking my team because hey. finally, I thought I'd never see this day again. It was it was beyond. You know, even even in basketball, twenty. Toward Nick fans and stuff like that didn't get to see Jordan go on this long. This is twenty years straight. With mm-hmm. being good. Exactly. You see that. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. Just in you know, AFC East fans enjoy it, revel in it. It's gonna be a I think it's gonna be a long time before the Patriots are uh relevant again. The good news is that I definitely know the Bills are not gonna last that long, so sooner or later they're gonna fall too. So you know, it's gonna be twenty years today. Yes, I, I, yes, I, yes, I, yes, I have the full bag of something over here. I have like two I've been gone. You've been gone for a minute. You've been uh, gone for a minute, then. We had a whole lot. Of, I had a whole lot of salt tossing around. You know, you know, if, yeah. if I was actually in New York, you know, I'd be tossing around enough salt, you know, to stop the snow. You know, and the ice is building up. You got this a lot to a, edit, Ace. This is a New York. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it all in. This is a New York. You know, this is a New York podcast. We are in New York in spirit, and sometimes in reality. Oh, first he was just ripping up the Patriots with the death, and then, you know, um, we, we actually had, we actually had a little thing here when Malik said, you know, Bill Belichick leaves New England and goes, works for, um, being, with the general manager of the, of the Vegas. No. Nobody wants him as their GM. No, 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 no. I say, I say, I say, him, let, let him go there, be the head coach. Josh McDaniels oh, yeah. becomes the OC again because Josh McDaniels right. can't, can't, can't run a team. So okay. let Josh McDaniels be the OC, and then Anthony reminded me. Anthony reminded me that the part owner of the Vegas Raiders is Tom Brady, so it works out perfectly. Because then Tom Brady will be telling will be telling Bill Belichick what to do, and that's amazing. <laughs> I kind of like that. That when you put it that way, that that sounds hilarious. Yeah, it does, right? Yeah. Um, Make it happen. But, Make it happen. NFL. But I think Belichick. Quit. The idea is Belichick would quit before they let uh, before they take away the whole him being the GM, and they'd have to tear down the whole team because. Everybody who works for this team was brought up under his wing, so whoever they hire, they figure would be one of his guys. So we'll see. Gerard Mayo, someone under consideration. They definitely need to tear that team down. Arizona at the Rams. Rams are laying seven points to Arizona. Arizona still has Josh Dobbs. They still have who they have. They are three and two against the spread, one on one on the road. Um, same record as the 
the Rams. I'm taking the Rams because the Rams are the better team. They should win. This game will be a push, but this will be one of the few games I'm going to take the over on. I think I know who Ann has, but go ahead and tell us. I'm going with Puka, my favorite rookie, my favorite rookie that's not a jet, and I'm taking the over. Puka, Puka. And make that my fourth lock of the week. Puka. Yeah, Malik. Every time I've taken Arizona this, this, this week, this season, they've, uh, <laughs> they've let me down. Um, both at home, both at home and, and on the road. So I'm not, I'm not making this mistake again. Look, the Rams have actually looked, they haven't looked bad. They have not looked bad so far this year. Um, and, and, in you know, some tough matchups. Uh, they did not look bad against, in that game against San Francisco. They obviously won, um, the early, the early season game against the, the Seahawks on the road. Um, so their, their record of two and three right now, you know, it's, it's only a game off of Arizona, but they've looked like the better team than Arizona for a very, for, for pretty much the, the, the entirety of the season. Um, and although Arizona has surprised some, some folks, um, and made some things, made some things interesting, they, they seem to, you know, you know, lose, lose steam towards the end. Uh, they just don't have the talent and, Arizona's going to be without James Conner, um, who's who's injured. I don't know. If, did he go on ER? Did he go on the IR? I can't remember. I don't know if he did. Um, I but I know he's, he's not. Play this week, but yeah, he. I don't think so. He's just out. Yeah, he's not likely to play this week. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lean the Rams. I don't like this as a best bet because I think I think seven's a bit much to be given up for could be given up because of the way that the Cardinals can can um can can get a backdoor cover in. I do like the way Josh Dobbs is playing and like the way the offense. The offense is playing. I think James Conner's James Conner being out is going to be the reason that they lost, that they lose the game. But I don't like this as a best bet, so I'm going to take the Rams and I'll take the over. All right. Next up, we have the Philadelphia Eagles at the New Jersey Jets. The Jets are getting seven points at home. This will probably be the national game for everybody, except me because I live in New England, so I'm stuck. Washington the Patriots and Las Vegas. And who do you got? Your jet home you. Um, well, Philadelphia is actually undefeated against the Jets for a hit in the lifetime. They're 12 and 0. Um, Philadelphia against the old man. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Y'all have never beaten them? Ever? The no, history? Never. Wow. No. Um, Philadelphia also has the almighty push. I'm not calling the bloody love or tush push or whatever the hell they, they, they could be they're trying to bring up. It's the almighty push. I called it first. The brotherly, the brotherly shows. No, that's BS. It's the almighty push. That's what it is. And every team is trying to do it, but they can't do it because they don't have the offensive line. They don't have the listening, running run the show, and somebody shoving them real hard in the back. But anyway, they have the almighty push. They have the 12 and 0. This is might be the Jets home game. This is Zach Wilson. Yeah, whatever, but, um, this is a, a nice spread over here. This can actually happen. Anybody with, with sound logic will pick Philadelphia and take, and take the, um, take the over on this one. But, um, actually, yeah. Mm, doing by last week. I'll take the under. Philadelphia take the under. That's what logical people would do. I'm a Jets fan here. So I'm putting my Tim Fall hat and I'm making my lock. I'm going the other way. I'm picking the Jets. I'm taking the over. Make this my fifth lock of the week. Yeah! Number one uh, spot. I love it. Going, I we're going to the bye winning. Give me the Eagles. I'm going to lock this in and I'm going to take the over. Um, the Eagles will not make enough mistakes to let the Jets win this game. They know they can't because they know they're playing against one of the better defenses. They'll be 13-0 against the Jets after this lifetime. Um, oh, 
hate to tell you that. Eagles and I think um, Gardner is hurt, right? Sauce Gardner is hurt, but he's going to play? I don't know about him being hurt, but he's definitely going to play. He got injured last week in the game. My my, my trip, you know, did I not see that? Yeah, you played tripping. He didn't get All injured. Right. He, 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 he was limping a little bit, but he, he continued yeah. playing that game. Yeah, he's hurt. It's called, it's called football. Everybody's oh, yeah. hurt. So. All right. Okay. I, I forgot. Just, you just rub some salt on it, and he got back on the field. You rub some dirt on it, even though it's actual dirt. <laughs> All right. Excuse me for seeing somebody limping and, you know, thinking that they would hurt. Maybe TV, a right tackle that used to be the guard. Um, Elijah Barrett Tucker, the best, um, offensive yes, manager. Yes, he tore his Achilles, unfortunately. Again, yeah. Um, Malik, who do you got? That's another reason why I'm taking them, because the Hassan Reddick's going to be capping on the places. Um, Brees Hall's back. That's oh, he, he is? Did. Yes, that's why, yeah. that's why I made that nice oh, training wow. rate just in time, and Brees Hall went off last week. Oh, so the Jets only lose by 10, instead of 17, instead of 14. Yeah, okay. Go ahead, Malik. Take the, take the Jets if you're crazy. Make it a lot. Look, I watched the I'm Philadelphia in the Eagles, Eagles, by the way. I, yeah, I got you in there. It's your fourth lock. Um, <laughs> I watched the Eagles, man. And see, this is, this is one of those things. This is, this is what we were talking about earlier on about when you're a fan of a, when you're a fan of a bad team and they don't, you know, you know, they just seem to never make the right decisions and they seem like that nothing ever works in their favor. And when you're a fan of a good team, everything tends to work into their favor. I, I watched the Eagles and I just sit here and sit to myself and say, how the hell did Jalen Carter get to them? How? How did that happen? How did Jalen Carter and freaking Nolan Smith get to them? And they still have all these other players on this on, on this team. The Bears didn't is, draft them like they should have. The team is freaking awesome. Yeah, bad <laughs> team didn't draft them. And they got better. Bad teams make bad decisions and good teams just, you know, just know what the hell to do. They just draft Jalen Carter because why? Because he was the most destructive defensive force in college football last year. And he was the best player. He was the best player on any or most boards. And guess what he's done? He's just wrecked shop since he's been, since he's been in Philadelphia this this season and made them that much better. So guess what? Fletcher Cox is going to retire. Well, so freaking what? We got Jalen Carter here, who's a rookie, who's doing just as well as him, if not better. Um, the Eagles. I, I I honestly feel bad for Zach Wilson. I have said this multiple times, multiple weeks. I feel bad for Zach Wilson. He's gone up against some pretty tough opponents over the court. Look, he's played. Look, think about it. I mean, he's played. The Cowboys defense, which was on a tear, right? Cowboys defense on a tear. He's played a full Chiefs. defense, actually. Huh? He played their full defense. Before yeah, he played their whole, their whole, their whole, yeah, their full defense. He played, he played the Cowboys defense. He played, um, uh, he played the Chiefs. Played Buffalo. <laughs> he played Buffalo. New England. And then the only two, and, and New England, when they were good, when Matt Judon was playing, he played, yeah. he, he, he played, he played against New England's defense when they were good. And now he's going to get the Eagles. Like, say what you want about Zach Wilson, but he's, he's up against a murderer's row so far. Um, so, so look, this, this team, um, yeah, I want to pick, I'm going to pick the Eagles to win the game. I just don't see how the Jets can, can score enough points to stay with them, but the Eagles have been interestingly, you know, have, have played games interestingly close, and they haven't actually covered a number higher than six so far this year. Um, so that's 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 something to to to, to hang your hat on there. And if the Jets' offense, sorry, if the Jets' defense can keep the game close and keep uh, Jalen Hurts from scoring on those brotherly shoves, then maybe <laughs> maybe maybe they cover the number and cover the seven. Um, I just I just you know fail to see how many points they can put up against against this Eagles defense. 
And if you get into third and long, then you got you got to unleash you unleash all of those pass rushers on on the Philadelphia side of the football, and that's just tough. So I'm gonna take Philly. I'm I'm, I'm not gonna lock this in. I'm take Philly. I, I I think the um I think I'll take Philly in the under. Um, I think this this is just gonna be a be an ugly game. That's not gonna get a lot of points up. Defenses will be pretty good here. Um, but I'll take Philly to win it out. A little scared in the beginning though, because the thing is that with the Jets defense, they just kind of play a little, just sit around, whatever. And they usually let teams score, you know, do their thing in the beginning before they come to life and actually figure things out. So I'm a little scared on that they actually score some points. I'm talking about high points, like maybe mm. we go into the half, 14, 14, 21-7, something like that. That sounds about right. Locking the Eagles for me again. Um, Detroit at Tampa. <laughs> Tampa's getting three points at home. Detroit is the fourth best team in the NFC. Tampa and Detroit are both uh, four and one. Whoever wins this game will pretty much be locking themselves into leading their division for a while. Um, I do not have that much faith in Tampa. They could have lost to Chicago, and they'll probably lose to Detroit. Give me Detroit, and I'm going to take this as my last lock of the week for my number five pick. Um, give me the under on this one. Detroit's not going to have to score a lot of points. Baker Mayfield has got a bit of a career resurgence in Tampa, but he's not going to do it against uh, Detroit. Aiden Hutchinson is showing why he was number one overall pick. That dude was the ball. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta see the goal pitch icon today. Aiden Hutchinson actually has um, 34 almost pass rushes. He's leading the league right now. But um, who do you think Detroit's playing? Tampa Bay, Big Baker Mayfield. This is actually going to be a good game to watch. This is definitely going to be one of the games I'm going to be watching. Um, I'm going to take Detroit in this one, and I'm going to take the over in this one. This is going to be a, a good score fest. They got good defenses, whatever like that, but I can see Detroit pulling this out, pulling this on win. Ugly. Emily? I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm biting the bullet. I don't usually do this. I don't like to do this. I do not like to do this. Come on, Homer. We're, 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 a, we're a road favorite. I'm taking do Detroit. It. I'm locking them in. Detroit and the over uh, as my as my fourth lock of the week. Um, Detroit is the better team. Um, Tampa Bay is coming off of their bye week. Um, so they're probably the healthier team. Uh, we know that Detroit, <clears throat> uh, Detroit's going to likely get back Amon Ross St. Brown and, um, they're going, they're, they're likely to get back, um, a couple of their defensive players that, 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 well, uh, Brian Branch, um, who wasn't able to play last week, who's been a, a very impressive rookie. And if not for, if not for the aforementioned Jalen Carter, it's probably in line for defensive. It's probably you know one of the one of the two to three um, uh, you know locks for defensive rookie of the year. Um, he's been playing that well over the course of over the course of the season so far. Um, so Detroit's getting healthier, and one thing that I will say for Dan Campbell, um, which was which is surprising, is you know he was a, he's been able to get this team to not read the press clippings about themselves and get too high or too you know too too far above themselves. Well that's because they're on those betting apps all the time. <laughs> I mean but the the whole thing is man like it, you know it's it's one of those things where you know you, you get some success and you start you start drinking your own Kool-Aid and you start reading into reading into all the press clippings and you and you let one go. I fully expected them to not um I didn't expect them to lose against Carolina, but I expected them to like, you know, not come out and play their best game. And they absolutely dominated the Carolina Panthers from, you know, from kickoff to the end of that game um, and showed me something there. 
show me something there. Tampa Bay has been has been surprisingly good, but they lost against a team. The, the, their their one loss, their three and one. They won their one loss was against a team that was better than them in Philadelphia. I see I see Detroit being very very close to you know uh, being able to on to Philadelphia's level, not necessarily on San Francisco's level. But I think they're very close to being on Philadelphia's level, and they're they're getting a little bit healthier. They're in the right time of the season, so I'm going to go ahead and take Detroit and lock that in as my fourth lock of the week. All right. Next up, we have the New Jersey Giants going to the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are 14-point favorites, and I do not feel good about doing this, but I'm going to pick the Giants. Um, they need this win more than anything. They will not win, but they will cover. Uh, the Bills are going to try to beat the brakes off of them, but at least Brian Dable knows his defense, and he knows his team well, and he knows what might work. After having lost Matt Milano, I don't think the Bills' defense will be as good as it once was, and I think the Giants will be able to accomplish something. And this is a Tyrod Taylor revenge game. So take the under. Expect this game to be much closer than it should be, and I'm going to take the Giants to cover here. There were easier games to pick. I would have locked this in, but um, I'm gonna take the Giants here, and I'm probably gonna let this one be some first. But take the under, take the under of the Giants. Least one. Go ahead, Aaron. Are you sure about that? Well, I'm very sure. Oh, okay. Anyway, I'm with, I'm, I'm with you. I'm gonna take the Giants. I'm like, Hell no, I ain't take the Giants. I ain't take the Jersey Giants. I'm take the Buffalo Bills. They're gonna smack the fire out of my head. Wait, what's the name? Just all he has. We all keep going back to this. This Saquon Barkley. And a bag of chips. Take on Barkley's out there. There's nothing but a bag of chips. Give me Buffalo. Give me the uh, give me the over. They're gonna get the beat down of life. Buffalo got embarrassed last week. They lost. You know, do do the jet lag and all this other BS. Buffalo coming back. They gonna beat. They gonna beat the Giants. This is at home. Hell no. I'll run a bet on the guy who's outside on the stadium going through a table a couple of times and bet on the Giants. And this is a lock. I'll make this one my my sixth, my fifth lock, but I can't. So Barkley's still out with a high ankle sprain as of Wednesday. I don't yeah, think so they don't have nobody in practice, but he's not coming back. And even worse than that, one of their better linebackers, Aziz Ojolari, is also out with an ankle sprain. So we do not know. And Darren Waller is questionable for Sunday with a groin injury. And you still picking the Giants? Yeah, I'm still oh, picking well. the Giants to cover this. Okay, uh, Giants ain't making no points. This is gonna be a- <laughs> aces, 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 like defiant to the nose. Like he's gonna, he wants those points. I the want hook, the fourteen points. I'm gonna say the hook, the, the half point on the hook is what is what is intriguing to me because they could lose by fourteen points and still cover this number. Um, <laughs> but look, no, no Daniel Jones. As much as you know, we we you know people have uh, you know. Railed on Daniel Jones. He's not going to be there. He is their starting quarterback. I don't think that they're better with Tyrod Taylor as the starter. Um, then I think than, Tyrod Taylor's going to try to show, the, I mean, he'll, show them yeah. why, why you shouldn't have let him go. I think he'll play fine. I, th- I think he'll play fine. I think he'll be, he'll be fine. But I think Daniel Jones is, you know, better equipped at this point in his career than Tyrod Taylor is. Um, no Saquon Barkley. And as you mentioned, Darren Waller, if he's going to be out there, he's going to be hobbled. Um, the Giants defense didn't, didn't, didn't put up much of a, much of a scare, uh, with the, with the exception of that 97 yard interception return against Tua and the Dolphins. Everything else was bad. <laughs> Literally everything else was bad for the Giants. Um, this was the thing I feared. This was the thing I feared at the beginning of the season with the Giants, man. Like, like they, they, they were, uh, interested. They were a, a overachieving team last year. 
They looked the part of an overachieving team. They didn't look like they had, you know, a ton Minnesota, of they got ton of talent. Team. You know, they didn't. They, they had a ton of talent. They were not a very very talented team going into even last year, and they didn't get that much better. They're you know, they actually, if anything, they might have they they didn't get that much better at full strength. Um, and now that they're hurt, they're even worse, right? Um, so I I can't see a world where I pick the Giants to cover the to cover this number. The fourteen and a half is a bit scary for me, so I'm not locking it in. But I can't see a I can't see a world where where the Giants actually cover this number. I'm gonna take Buffalo in the over. All right, that will probably be one of the worst Sunday night games to watch, but can't be much worse than last Sunday. It's their second one. How did they get another one? Like seriously, that was the other thing. Yeah, the well, Giants. They were a playoff they... team, and they were coming back, so they figured, they got... oh, we'll pick all their games against good teams. They got San Francisco. <laughs> and they got this one, like they got them against San Francisco, and and they're on the road. I'm sorry, they, this is their third one. Yeah, because they, they the, the first one the they got the Dallas, they got the Dallas home mm-hmm. opener. That's right. Yeah. They got the breaks beat off of them. Then they got San Francisco on the road, and now they got Buffalo yep. on the road. Like seriously, they're not going to get another Sunday night game for like three years. <laughs> the three worst games. It was like Daniel Jones made forty million dollars, and all of a sudden we started putting putting the Giants on prime time. Hey, oh Lord, Carter Mitchell is better than Daniel Jones. New Jersey is a popular state. Uh, <laughs> Dallas at Los Angeles. The Chargers coming off a of bye week. Dallas coming off of their offense taking off a week. Monday Night Football. <laughs> I don't know if the Manning cast is going to be on this one, but I hope so because I want. I really don't want to hear Troy Aikman call another Dallas Cowboys game. Um, give me the Chargers. They're at home. They're getting two points. Um, Dallas' secondary has been pretty bad. Since uh, Diggs got hurt, but also the Chargers are the Chargers, so they tend to make a lot of crazy decisions. Dallas should win this one, but I just have more faith in the team that's had more time to rest. Lil Mac had six sacks the last time we saw him. He could possibly do that again. Well, actually, I take that back. Dallas's offensive line played really well against San Francisco. It was the rest of the offense that didn't play well. They didn't give up a bunch of sacks. Dak made a bunch of terrible decisions. Because um, they were able to get pressure, I expect the Chargers to be able to get pressure and have them continue to make bad decisions. So it's more of the same from there. Give me the Chargers. I'll take those two points. Probably tease it up. Go ahead, move. Go ahead, sorry. Um, I'm going to take. I'm going to go with um. Well, this is tough one. I'm definitely going to take the um, Dallas on this one. They're going to have to. Come, they're going to have to come back on this one. They got embarrassed last week. There's so many memes out there you can chip and fall into one if you, you know, just shoulder them and get on your favorite Dallas um fan where they can get all angry and shake me So just think of how the players actually feel. So I'm going to go with Dallas on this one. I'm going to take the over because these teams can't score a lot. And I would make some of my luck, but I can't because I've already made my locks. Anyway, that's all I got to say about this. You believe you that know, much in Dallas? Yes, I believe in Dallas. They're going to come back. They have to. They have to. They have to put themselves back on the pedal stool. Anthony's a homer. He's going with Texas. No, I'm going. I'm going with Dallas because they have to put themselves back on the pedal stool. Mm-hmm. So we can knock them down at the end of the year again. <laughs> Don't shush me. Sure, sure. I wasn't shushing you. I've never shushed you. I said sure, sure, sure. sure, sure. Okay. Sure. Um, any team that's that's as offensively explosive as the <clears throat> as the Chargers are when they're getting points, you want to roll with that. Um, I think I think them getting 
two and a half points after what we saw what we what we saw with Dallas um losing forty two to ten to the to the San Francisco forty ers uh last week um makes this just just to me this is just too too sweet a number so I'm gonna lock in the charges. Uh Austin Eckler is likely to be back this week. Um so that's pretty that's that's good. They're getting healthier. They're getting healthier in the right times. Um the only expectation here, I mean you know Dallas's Dallas's defense is pretty good. But it's Monday night and it's Dak Prescott on a Monday night. Um, so expect this game to come down to some moments and Dak Prescott and moments, they don't, they don't work. They, 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 they're, they're not, they're not good. <laughs> they're not good in those situations. You know, he's pretty good when nobody's watching, but, uh, <laughs> when, when somebody's watching and there's a moment, there's a moment to be had, expect Dak Prescott to not have it. So, um, I'm going to take the the Chargers. I like I like getting the points here, and it's not the end of the season, so we know Brandon Staley is is uh is probably going to probably going to make the right call. He's going to be he's going to make bad calls, but they're going to work out because it's not the end of the season. So when he makes bad calls at the end of the season, those those are the ones that don't work out, and everybody calls for his job. But uh, I like the Chargers, and I'll take the over here, and I'm locking this in as well as my fifth lock of the week is the Chargers and the over. Wow, Monday Night Football lock. Okay. Um, who do we got? Uh, shout outs. Ants. Hmm? You have any shout outs this week? Um, yeah, I got some shout outs. Um, shout outs to Taylor Swift. No, just kidding. Um, shout outs <laughs> to NFL refs, whatever, for keep bunging the games. You know, hopefully one at a time you get better. Shout outs to Sean Payton. You know, he's bunged and humbled. And, um, you just want to keep, keep getting humbled every week. Oh, he finally scored eight points. You actually made more than you could actually gonna score more points than the Giants are gonna have this week. Shout out to you. Shout out to Bill Belichick. Finally, you're gonna see the downfall of you. Shout out to Russell Wilson and your whole fame career. You know, that's gonna be that's gone by by. So shout out to that. And shout out to McCall Hartman. I do feel bad for you that you signed with my Jets and they're not playing you. Unfortunately, quite my favorite rookie on the Jets, Xavier um Xavier um Wilson is actually playing better. Xavier Gibson is actually playing better. And of course, especially shout out to Mark Sanchez. He's actually going to be calling the first, his first Jets game this week. So it's going to be kind of good. So I watched him. He actually got some good, good, um, from what I see so far. Maybe people saw more, but from what I've seen, he actually been good on the mic, the microphone. So shout out to him. Is he as good as RG3? Uh, better, in my opinion. Wow. Okay. That's just my wow. opinion, though. I'm a, I'm a Jets woman, so that doesn't count. That's true. So he's probably not that good. Uh, no, he's better, he's better than Eddie Bears. <laughs> I don't love it. Well, actually, you might you might have to apologize for that because remember, Greg Olson, former Bear legend, number one team on Fox, just saying it's pretty good. Called the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I usually fall, fall asleep when he speaks, but anyway, that's just we're claiming him. I know he played a lot more with Carolina, but still, we're claiming him. Um, shout out to USC for that triple overtime game last Saturday. Shout out to Michigan for covering every week. Shout out to Oklahoma for beating Texas. You guys are not back. Um, shout out to Penn State for being good. Shout out to my school for somehow losing all their non-conference games and winning all their conference games so far. University of Buffalo is two and four, which makes absolutely no sense. They lost to Fordham. They lost every other non-conference game. They won their two conference games. Blew out a team last week. Oh yeah, and a special shout out to Aaron Rodgers, who I am sick of with this. I want to debate Travis Kelsey about the vaccine. This guy. You know they're, you know they're friends, this guy, right? you they know they're probably, friends they, 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 they might around. be. They might be, but no. No, Roger sounded like he was serious. He just doesn't want to admit that he was wrong about people getting the vaccine. 
And, I'm, and also, it happened in 2019, my my guy. It was COVID-19 vaccine. It's 2023. We over this. You don't want to get it. Who cares? But don't tell me about you not trusting science when you're going to go around and listen to orcas fucking, and that's somehow going to heal your Achilles, and you're you know, <laughs> rubbing your feet against crystals, and that's going to heal them. Okay. Believe you're gonna come back. You're gonna play, but stop hitting me with the ridiculous bullshit. I'm not gonna pay attention. <laughs> you're not relevant unless you're actually playing. They're gonna forget about you just like they forgot about Dan Reno. The same way they forgot about um, who's that guy from San Francisco? I, I can't even remember his name because he's not on ESPN no more. This is terrible. Wow. Um, yeah, Steve Young, Joe Montana. They're gonna bring you up. During Super Bowl week, you're gonna go down. You're gonna sit down with Rich Eisen and do a couple of interviews with your boy Pat McAfee, and that's it. That's it. That's it. Soon you will be Mr. Irrelevant, and I will no longer have to listen to you. But I will. I will say this. I'm glad that you were on um, Green Bay for so long and only won one Super Bowl because every time you lost in the playoffs, I popped a bottle of champagne, kind of like the '72 Dolphins. Every time somebody didn't have an undefeated season. So on that note, so on that note, I will pass this off to Malik and shout out to my Rangers for getting the first one of the season. Hockey is back. Dang, I'm drowning in Asian soul. He just talking this all all over the place. We out like here. Christmas. Tired like of bullshit. Tired. It's like, it's come like on. snow. You give all these Jets fans hope when he comes out and get hurt. Get out of here, old man. Sit down before <laughs> you fall down. It's like snowing, snowing in the middle of the desert right now. <laughs> salt, salt snow. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, he's doing all that. I, I don't even care about Rodgers anymore because he's not in my division, so I don't even Fire care. I don't, I don't care, but I'm just tired of hearing about him. Stop trying to be wow. And Pat McAfee paying you to come on there, but that's your guy. That's true. That is true. I know he's getting paid for that. Um, shout out to the LSU Tigers. Uh, bounce back after that bad bad loss against Ole Miss two weeks ago. Comeback win against uh, Missouri. Watched that game all the way through. It was a very good game. It was, you know, back and forth. Missouri had the lead, I think, by about two scores at one point in time. And LSU made made the comeback there. It's a pretty good win. Uh, Jalen and Jaden Daniels is, is amazing. Yeah, Jaden Jaden Daniels is pretty good. I I, I want to see what he what he's able to do in the next level because uh, he's definitely gonna. I, I believe he's gonna get drafted to drafted in the NFL, and and I want to see where he lands and what team he lands on because I think he can be pretty good at the next level. Um, so shout out to them for 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 writing the ship. They're probably still um, not gonna be into, in, but hold hold it down until we get to that Bama game in November, November fifth. Uh, hold it down until we get to that that Bama game. We get a win against them. We put them at two win. losses, and then we can and then we can we can you know stake our claim to the uh, to the SEC West. Um, shout out to Deion Sanders. Uh, Deion Sanders, you guys didn't hear. Deion Sanders came out uh, this week and he railed against uh, late night late night uh, games for the Colorado Buffaloes. Yeah, you know, the I last time they're 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 playing. Yeah, this this game this this game coming up on Saturday starts at eight o'clock at night in Mountain Time, which is eleven o'clock, eleven o'clock, no, <laughs> um, ten p.m. Which is ten p.m. Eastern Time. The last game that they played, they that game that they played against Colorado State. I kid you not, because I was up, I was watching it. That game ended at two o'clock in the morning. It was and two a.m. by the time I by the yeah. time it ended. Here. Yeah, we both. So listen, what time did you to- sorry? I stayed up till two thirty watching a USC game that was <laughs> triple overtime. Because I was like, I can't believe they're going to lose. What time that game started? That game starts at 8, the, the, 10 yeah, p.m. The game, the game started at ten p.m. 
Um, the first game, the the, the Colorado after dark. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was like two o'clock in the morning. and I'm watching the game overtime. It was exciting as hell. So you couldn't go to sleep, right? But it was just mm-hmm. the worst, right? Um, shout out to Deion Sanders for mentioning that because you know we we want to get some rest. I mean, clearly we want to get some damn rest. So stop starting these games at like nine o'clock at night. Like, you know, even the people, even you know the people over there, it'll get fifteen million people. We it will. I'm gonna watch. watch the guy. Of course, I'm gonna watch the game, but I'm gonna be pissed off because <laughs> watched it. I, I, you know, hopefully it's a blowout one way or the other, and I, I can turn it off. But shout out to Deion Sanders for mentioning what you know what, what we're all thinking. Oh. We're all thinking at one o'clock because he shout wants out to go to the Phillies for beating Atlanta. I don't know if they're gonna win, but they're up three one right now. Send Atlanta home. Yes, please He's do. on the Braves. Please, please Tired do. of them. Please do. As much as I hate the Phillies, as much as I hate the Phillies, I hate the, I hate the Braves even more. Um, shout out to George Kittle. George Kittle, you're my man. Okay, I don't have you on any fantasy football team this year. I usually try to get you on one or two, one or two of my teams. I don't get you this year, but you're the man. Okay. Um, your 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 F Dallas T-shirt, absolutely tro- troll city. It was absolutely awesome. I don't care what Michael Parsons says. If Michael Parsons coming back and said, "Now it's personal. Now it's personal." You done lost two times against two times against them in the playoffs, <laughs> and and now and you're getting drugged by forty by, by thirty two points on the road in Monday night football, well, Monday night football, Sunday night football, and now it's personal because he wore that shirt. Now it's personal, right? That this this is the one. Look, um, aside this this is second to To on the star. This is second. I mean, this is second now. All time, all time trolling. This is second to To on the star. I don't think it's gonna be. It's not gonna be To on the star, but it's definitely second to that there, um, from the, from that perspective. So George Kittle, shout out, shout out to you. You took the. You're gonna take the fine because you're probably gonna get hit with like a twenty five thousand dollar fine. Take the fine. You take you take the fine. You're perfectly fine with that. Donate it to a charity and get get the next team because George Kittle, you, you you're rocking, man. And last <laughs> but not least, if you're watching the game tonight, uh, shout out to Sean Payton. I know Anthony's favorite favorite head coach. Shout out to Sean Payton because they're losing. They're losing. They're gonna. They're, they're losing, and they're likely not going to cover. But Sean Payton is wearing some flop, some fire. You know, Jordan Jordan Elevens, some fire. You know, dark blue Jordan Elevens. <laughs> it goes goes really well with with the uniform. And I think every head coach should be out there rocking a sixty year old man. I don't even know how, how old this dude is, but a sixty year old man out there rocking Jordans. Keep keep the trend going. Keep the trend He's going. Exactly Sneak, sixty years old. Sneakerhead salute. Sneakerhead salute to you, Sean Payton. Uh, I just I just I just I just cop the new pair last weekend, so I I know I know how it feels. So I'm, I'm only I'm, I'm hoping that we get a, a a complex you know sneaker shopping uh sneaker shopping video with Sean Payton, the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Now that I know that you're a fan of Jordans, Jordan Elevens is sick, and I want a pair. Shout out to you, man. Wow. Uh, <laughs> That's the only thing he's going to do again, done right? We will see y'all next week. We'll see y'all on Monday with the overreaction. I'm sorry, Tuesday with the overreaction Tuesday show. And the recap, sorry we missed this week. Um, the recording just didn't go well, and I wasn't able to fix the sound, so I apologize to you guys for that. Uh, follow us. We had a bad week last week. We'll be back on this week. Believe me now. Trust me later. We out. Hey, what's, what's his career? Peace. You are such a hater. Leave. Let Russ cook. No.